Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We are here to discuss psychic phenomenon, spirituality, and take your calls. Here we are. 914-338-0164 is the call number. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we invite you to join us on our social media networks, Facebook, Twitter. I should post to Twitter. Um... I hate saying um. It's, a, yes. it's, it's lousy, lousy, but I do it often. Uh, <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, you may follow us there. Especially you. <laughs> what have you been doing? Exactly. <laughs> you should look in the mirror. <laughs> hmm. I do. Mostly. No, you need to look in the mirror right now. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's a filler word. It's a fill. It's not even a word. Well, it's it's an expression. So it's like oh. Uh, Sounds like you're getting your throat looked at with a tongue depressor. Well, you know, psychologically, I don't. I don't know why we need fillers, <laughs> but it, it 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 tends to reveal that. It helps us to think of the next phrase coming up, so we don't want silence. It it prepares us. It's like a word breath. It prepares us to say. The Formu- well, because you're formulating often formulating thoughts yeah. at the time of the, you know, it's a break in the conversation. And psychologically, it probably means that you you're not intending your listener to go away because of silence. So it's a way of making a noise, saying, I'm still here, I'm going to be talking, and I'm activating my voice. So that's probably uh, where it comes from. I would assume that in a primitive way, it would be a mother's way of, of consoling her soothing baby their infant. or soothing her baby. So it became a sound that doesn't have any meaning, meaning. except the presence that I'm here. And then it evolved slowly into. Um, you just be, did it. Uh, you just did it. I, I did. You said, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's habitual. I mean, everybody does it. Everybody does it. The only way that I have noticed people don't do it is in stage productions and how they train themselves not to because they're so intense on memorizing the lines. That's that, different, um, though. 
totally different. See, I just did get that. Um, uh, but but no, why I did I do it again. then? Because I just said the word that. So I think it, it's a sneaky word. A sneaky habit, let's call it. There are some speakers that I've heard. I feel like I just inflected like the speaker that I was that I'm referring to. Terrence McKenna, he doesn't, or he didn't, because he's dead now. He didn't really have a lot of sentence fillers in his speaking style. I mean, his, his see, I mean, I mean, that's another one. I well, mean, he, he would use uh, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, I bet, but he's, but he's such a penetrating orator that it, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I wasn't bothered by. He I'm not a, bothered he had by. He a very slow way of talking, and he strung his words together. So it was a sort of fluid. Well, it's almost a musical sound. I mean, not a. I mean, not. He doesn't have the most appealing voice, actually. No, it it's it, and higher. and nasal. It's sort of nasally, but he's one person that I can listen to, and really engage and absorb what he's saying. I find his, for whatever reason, his, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said it again, his, his, the way he speaks to be easy to connect with. Oh, I forgot to open chat. Well, you know, uh, oftentimes in a reading, when we do readings, we require the vibration of of the person's voice because when they're speaking it sends out a vibration and it aids of course in the reading now you know I've never heard a spirit use the word I never heard a spirit <laughs> do a filler you know when I think of fillers I think of uh, uh, I think of uh, I think of wrestling curling Silicone, oh. things that I you put in your lips and in your wrinkles. I think it's, it's a filler brush, man. What? The filler up. Um, but the word, so you know, there. a filler, it, a filler is really to, it, it's something that, yeah, it, it, it requires a content to be filled. So if you have a speech to make or you're talking to someone, you want to make sure you get your point across. So it could stand as sort of the filler energy. So when, when, they, when the dentist does your teeth, they always stick that thing in your mouth with running water. That's a filler. Because the water doesn't really have any properties in it that are aiding. Well, maybe it's aiding because it's draining and it's, doing its thing, but we could consider the water to be a filler, just as we consider words to be a filler. Well, speak of the well, dentist, when when you're, one's at the dentist, it's often what's going on, filling. Yeah, and you're doing fillings. And um, <laughs> This is really enlightening. <laughs> doctors, doctors actually are, are guilty of, of encouraging fillers. I would say that one of, one of the professions that are most guilty of making us work with fillers are doctors because they always go, say, ah, you know, 
Why that? Because I guess, ah, you have to open your mouth and then your little cerebellum or whatever it is. Cerebellum? Candelier, the little thing that Liberace used to put on the panel. Candelabra? Yeah. What are you talking about? There's no candelabra. That's a uvula. Listen, keep it. Keep it clean. The... The, uh, the so the fact of, of why they say that I think is because it it's a, it's a sound that where you don't have to close your lips and it could be that ah oh, um um well um you close your lips it's interesting because you have to close your lips ah uh, but ah oh, you don't close your lips meaning that your your speech isn't over your mouth is still open. So there could be many ways uh, of doing that, but in our world, the psychic realm, I know I've never heard a spirit use a filler. They, they don't really use punctuation. Well, they don't really. They don't I, even use words. They well, use they, they, well, that's true, but some spirits do manifest in a physical form, and they do use words. And they do communicate in ways that are uh, extraordinary, as we know, you and I, in our world, that are no one experiences with spirits what we experience in our daily life in regard to communication and the way they communicate, because they do communicate through vibration, but they also communicate in a different way that is more in the physical realm. Right. And they they may use fillers. I'd have to check back at my uh, records. You know, talking about the way we we talk to spirits, I think one of the most hilarious, <laughs> not intentional, but the most right. hilarious biblical scene I've ever. Well, there's a lot of biblical scenes that are hilarious, but one of the most absurd biblical scenes, and most of you won't know this, was in a movie called The Bible in the Beginning. It was directed by John Houston. So it's directed by John Houston. Houston. And he depicted like the first four books of the Bible. But one of the books he depicts was with Noah. So he decides to play Noah. He plays Noah. But he also plays the voice of God, and he's directing the movie. Talk about ego. So John Houston... He used to, he, he played God's voice. He played Noah talking to God, or God talking to Noah, having a conversation. Noah, you can build a boat. And then he's directing the movie. I, you know, I heard Noah screaming, trying to run away from God, being afraid. But uh, there were no Phillips. I mean, we didn't put any fillers in the in the uh, conversation. So when we hear the voice of God, and then I think the Ten Commandments, um, God talks to Charlton Heston, and and no fillers, no fillers, and that was Cecil B. DeMille. Now in the Bible, I don't see any fillers. Um, Moses didn't say ah. Uh, Ramsey, uh, uh, let my people go. Uh, 
He never said that. And Jesus said, uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, uh, blessed are the meek. So he never said that. So there's no fillers. But if you read books in dialogue, in novels, you'll see fillers. They put them in. So we've got this phenomena of fillers. But since this is a psychic show, we have to kind of consider what is a filler in the psychic realm. To me, a filler in the psychic realm is silence itself. There's no, if I'm talking to a spirit and a spirit is conversing with me via vibration, that vibration is continuous. The times it pauses, no sound. So, to me, the great existential element of silence the silence, if you will, it's a pause that sometimes spiritual energies and entities utilize in their conversation, meaning that a new thought is coming or to digest. It also suggests that the spirit of him or itself preparing to put out a different kind of vibration. We have fillers as far as that's concerned. Are you, are you, are you, a, is this a, are you a scopist? What? Are you doing? what? <laughs> I'm text, I'm texting in the chat. Oh. I'm listening to you go on about fillers in a movie I don't know about and John Houston. Well, in the Bible. Houston. The Bible in the beginning. Houston. Houston. Is actually. I'm uh, getting like my phone is blowing up right now. A, a pretty spectacular movie. Adam and Eve. Then it goes to Cain and Abel. It gets into it gets into Abraham, Noah. Uh, and you're King talking Nimrod. very you're talking very Old Testament right now. If yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah, I'm inferring something. I know. Yeah, you you're doing it. Um, so it, you know it it that's another one. You know, you know, you know it is. Could I get you? Which you, is really insulting. How do you I, know they know? Would you like some Google? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and um, there's several several other words, but what is that realm in terms of uh, pauses or fillers or how we converse? How do, how do you actually converse? You, you can't call them up. Some people go into deep meditation. Well, right? like I said, no. Yeah. I've never gone into deep meditation to speak to a spirit. You just speak to them. I just, I mean, this. That's that, a mechanical. That's like glottal, no, the no. glottal array of uh, filler. Starting a car. <laughs> starting a conversation. <laughs> um, you know, choking the car. So. I've seen a lot of psychic leaders go into deep meditation or call on somebody or such things, and that's fine. I've never done that. The, the idea that I've taken literally this sense of omnipresence and omniscience. I, a spirit, I don't have to call on a spirit, really. The spirit should know. So I'm not going to insult the spirit by saying, oh, by the way, I, I need you. I'm assuming the spirit 
already knows and the spirit's available. We're surrounded by spirit. We're surrounded by spirit. And if you are really... Well, spirit, are we talking about spirits? Are we talking about souls? All, all things. They're there. I mean, at least for me, it's been rather difficult being in, on this planet because sometimes it's hard for me. I really get confused sometimes whether I'm looking at a human being or I'm looking at a soul or I'm looking at a spirit. You know, after all these years of being on the planet, I've, I've become confused. They all kind of merge together because I'm so used to it. But, you know, it's kind of like, if you notice a cat, when they see something about. Uh, suspicious, they cautiously look at it, approach it, smell it, but very, very careful. And a week later, they're just walking by like, you know, it's nothing. We become familiar, and we sort of, we, we, we have to exist on this planet not being so amazed by everything that we're constantly distracted. So what we do is we start to group familiar things into perspective. Think about it when you walk outside. Do you notice every little thing that's going on, or do you assume that it's the total environment that you're walking out to that you're familiar with? Maybe some every little detail. But what we do in order to make life comfortable is we accumulate the familiar aspects of our environment into one whole aspect so we don't have to constantly stop and pause and put fillers in and all kinds of things. Well, in the, in the spirit world, it, it is, the spirit world is an absolute realm. It's a wholeness of realm. It's different than the earth. When you're, when you're in the spirit world, you are in the omnipresence of existence. Everything is happening at once. Well, that's and, right. you know, our minds can't comprehend So, it. I mean, that's, so, I mean, if you, then so if you are thinking on that premise, all of our lifetimes really coexist simultaneously. Yeah. In it's the astral realm. True, I mean, which is like, well, our brains you know, hard to wrap your one's brain around that. No, our brains aren't required. When you're in the astral realm, you don't bring your brain with you. You bring your astral body with you. No brain. So the astral body that is contained in our body, when it's separated by the silver cord for a while, and it's in the astral realm, there's no brain work required. It's astral energy. And astral energy becomes everything all at once. That movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, or whatever it's called. Nice premise. I, I well, the, oh, oh, everything, so, everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah, it was that. terrible. I thought I was going to love it. But, uh, There's a movie that was recommended to us by uh, one of our chatters here, Jennifer, called Chatters, which is playing near us. But, you know, I thought it was a documentary when she told me about it. Have you heard of it? Sound of Freedom? Yeah. It's out right now. It's it's controversial because it's about human trafficking, but it's a fiction. It's a drama. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a documentary. So probably we'll wait. I and I hate sitting in a the theater because people are noisy and uh, the 
air is contaminated, <laughs> seats are dirty. I don't like theaters that much. People yeah. are always, every time we go to the theater, someone's making noise. So I would rather listen to the noisy makers and <laughs> watch, watch a movie in the comfort of my own home. So I'll probably wait. But there, it's supposedly, it's supposedly being, not being, um, not being played at certain theaters because it's controversial and it's, I don't know. I don't know much more than that, but there's going on theories involved in it and, you know, the, the, the idea that uh, there's human trafficking in Hollywood, you know, with the major stars and that kind of thing. Well. And the politicians, know. so on and so forth. It's, oh, it is a true story. The kid diddlers took offense to it. Well, yeah, because it's probably, you know, outing public figures, but but it but it is fictionalized. It's not it's a true story that's fictionalized, if I'm not mistaken. You can respond. Well whatever. I mean it's kind of sad that theaters would restrict showing of the film. I I really can't remember uh, when I was growing up, anything played anywhere. There, you know, there were there were codes. <laughs> there were codes going on, but usually a movie that was controversial would still be playing. Yeah, didn't you? Know, you? Now we developed this horrible world of censorship and and deciding what is appropriate, what isn't. Didn't didn't but, you didn't you go to a film? I mean, like they would play like X-rated films. That, Theaters. Didn't you take no. your grandmother to one of those? Well, there was. <laughs> yeah, you there and was. a friend, a high school friend, and you told her. What did you tell her it was about? I, well, the movie was called "The Game Is Over," and I told my grandmother it was about a baseball movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so my friend and I convinced my grandmother to take us because we couldn't, we couldn't um, get in if you were, if you were a teenager. And um, I mean, the, the, the um, staff at the theater kept asking my grandmother, what kind of person are you that you take your, your grandson to a movie like this? And my grandmother, thinking it was indignant, a film, indignant. they were the most indignant. No, she was indignant. Right? Well, well, she thought that they were just disgusting. What is wrong with these people? Why, I can take my grandson to see a baseball movie. And, and she was... <laughs> And she started getting into fights with the staff. And she <laughs> sat down and she said, this theater is disgusting. How dare they tell me that I can't work? So, uh, so, of course, she's waiting to see. And she's an old-fashioned grandmother born in the late 1800s. So uh, when the movie comes on and the first shot is, what, XXX? The camera's <laughs> like open. majorly graphic. We're talking about, I mean, this is not rated R. Nudity, just oh, like no, the camera's going right down to the origin of life, <laughs> uh, female wise. That's the first shot. You know, we'll just call it the birth canal. That's the first shot. I can't and, believe you did that. And that you would actually want to sit with your grandmother through a movie like this. I couldn't get in any other way. I mean, uh, you know, there was a movie, a movie was out at the time called Alfie, and my mom said, You're not going to see that movie. It's it's for adults, and uh, so uh, you know that was today that would be PG. There was nothing about that movie, but nonetheless. So, um, wh- wh- so you know, my friend and I were just 
for having the time of our life. <laughs> this was the closest thing we've ever come to uh, copulation. But the idea that uh, when I looked over at my grandmother, <laughs> that, that was the first living ghost I had ever seen. Oh I mean, she, she, she became so white <laughs> that she took presence over the screen. <laughs> And, and when the movie was over, she was still staring. <laughs> Didn't your parents show up at the theater? And they, 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 they discovered, we had them drop us off down the block. Cause I didn't want to be embarrassed that they were dropping us off. You know, right, this is your plan. It's your plan. But lo and behold, when we came out of the theater, my mom was there with her arms crossed. And um, <laughs> here, uh, my friend was restricted from seeing me and from going to the movies, I think, for 10 years. <laughs> uh, as far as I was concerned, um, it, luckily I got my mom and dad to laugh over the whole thing. Was it your, which grandma was it? My mother's grandmother. The name? Because someone's asking. Her first name. Her first name was Frances. Frances. I thought it was Frances. Needless to say, she was in therapy for 15 years. And it's funny, I had a great grandmother, Frances. But anyway, yeah. it's weird how that works. She later appeared in a movie called Francis the Talking Mule but because she... <laughs> I mean, I would never fathom doing anything like that. Never. Though, uh, I mean, though I had my crude moments in front of my grandmother, I like to shock my grandmother. But anyway, that's another story. We have a caller. Okay. 586. Hello? Hi. Hi, Neil and Kristen. This is Sherelle. Birthday, 11.30.93, born at 1 o'clock p.m. Exactly. How are okay. you both? 11, uh, what time? 11.30.93. She's a 27.9. Born at 1 o'clock. Yeah, but the time doesn't matter so much. 1 o'clock a.m.? Uh, it could just PL. Oh, a lot of people say the time the time matters, but to you all, the time. Okay. The time. It does. I mean, it does. I think if you know, if you're getting into a deeper reading, but it's not. Uh, but you know, oh, okay. this You know, it's, it's okay. Important. Uh, it's important. I mean, in astrology, it's figured in more, I think, as well. But this, we're the not way minimizing we, it. We're, we're no. just saying it, it, it's important, but on a different page. Yes. What's okay. Eleven thirty ninety three. Sherelle. Yes. Wow. Yes. It is Sherelle. Okay, so what's up, Sherelle? Hi. So is, what is my lucky number number two? Lucky number? Number yes, two? What are you talking about? Because no, well, like when ma- you break down the, no, the the birthday and the numerology, don't you have a lucky number and things in that order or a day you should do certain things because based off the the breakdown of the birthday? Well, like I your, mean, your life path number and stuff like that. Well, we call it a master number, not a life path number, because life path number is limiting insofar as it 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 infers that the number is you know it 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 contains like for example nines are I don't know I, I don't know what I would say about nines uh, it, 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 it falls into generalizations is what I'm trying to say so if you say life path then it mean, it's very limiting only nines can do this sevens can do this, threes can do this where, where, where all the birthday numbers mean something and hold different energies on many different levels so it's not so much as a, a read 
an astrology read, though you can make generalizations. Well, you know, Cheryl, you can, you can, uh, you can create your own lucky number and learn that it's lucky to experience. Um, okay. And so you actually come in with a lucky number that God assigned you a lucky number. No. But you can create a lucky number, and that's fun. There's nothing wrong with it. But if if we're going to talk about a lucky number, nine would be more of a lucky number than a two. Eleven is is in your in your month. That's a two. But eleven isn't really. I I, would you know. One other note. The reason you use two as a lucky number, and listen closely, because you're a twenty-seven equals nine, and that two is next to spirituality. So if I were to calculate your your explanation or your suggestion that two is a lucky number, we could suggest that it could be valid for that very reason. Two is next to seven. And so uh, and that that may be the reason why. But anyway, what's your question? But yeah. that would be so, so my you know, question is Go um, ahead. Oh, go ahead. My question no, no. is that um this particular person, I keep dreaming and thinking about that I used to have a past relationship with, but I wonder why. Like, why is a certain person that keeps popping up in my mind or in my dream? Well, first of all, just a question. Are you satisfied in your current relationship? Is I'm satisfied, yes. Yeah, so you're happy. You're happy. You don't have any mm-hmm. issues in, in your relationship with the father of your child. And you two are living. Do you live together now? Yes. Okay. What's the birth date of this individual that you're having dreams about? 11 15 1991. 11 15 1991? One interesting. Well, he holds the master numbers in his year nine and one. Your master number is nine. His is one. He's born in ninety one. You see, well, first of all, Jarrell, uh, the one master one karmic number apart. Uh, what's that? No, go ahead. I'm listening to you all. Oh. Okay, well, the reason you're dreaming about him on the first stage is you've had a past life with him. So your soul is connected to him via past life. Now, there's a content in that past life that the two of you were doing together at that time. Okay? Then, the other fact to consider is that you're both on the planet again at the same time. So you've got one personal personal presence via this lifetime, and you have a past life presence with this person. And the two are sort of combined together, obviously, with maybe an alteration as to what that original relationship, maybe you were married to him before, but you won't be this time. But you know him. So the reason his dream came, I believe, if I may be so bold. Be so bold. I think please, in a past bold. life, he committed suicide. I think he died in a past life via suicide. 
Now, that could be predetermined by the fact that he maybe was drinking. And while he was drinking, he drove. So it's like you cause your own death. Does this individual in this lifetime have any psychological, emotional relationship problems that you're aware of? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him about four years, four or five well, years. And when we, when we was involved, it was just more of a sexual relationship. So I'm not yeah. sure exactly what he did. So you don't even know. Well, when you knew him, were you aware of any problems in his past? Um, no, he wasn't that open with me as far as deep personal things that was going on with his life. So, so you just sure. have, you said just same time next year, you just had a sexual, you know, you two meet and have sex and part ways and do it again? I mean, yeah, it was like that, but it ain't like that. I just did that and I don't know nothing about the guy, but he, he just never was open about like problems that was going on with his life. When he came around okay. with just about... Yeah, having a good time. When I okay. said I just met a, ran, a random person and that that, that happened here, you know, I, I, I know him. Okay. This time together listen. without on date. Go ahead. Sure. You said your, your lucky number is two, which is the sexual number. And you both are born in the 11th month, which is a two. So what this this man connects to you on a lower chakra level. But the intensity of that sex you were having with him was connected to a past life when you were married to him. And the distance that you've experienced with him, because he didn't open up too much, was a result of the distance he had in that past life where he ultimately killed himself and had to come back. Now, now he may that may have been way watered down because maybe this was 200 years ago. But that's why you're having it. And your question that you'd have to ask yourself, Sherelle, and this is only for you to ask yourself in private, is if your sexual life now is completely being satisfied or if there's something missing. That's why I asked in the beginning. Kristen asked it. So you'd have to think of every notion of what your sexual life is now and anything that's missing that you desire, especially if you had a very um, illustrious, In, int- intense, and passionate you know, connection, imaginative speaking relationship with this guy where everything was done. And with your current it's person, more. it's a little bit more c- traditional. You want to answer that or keep it private? Sherelle, are you there? We lost her, I think. No, what's the question? I'm sorry. Are we? Focus, focus. Come on, we're on a radio show. Come on. Stay with it. Are you listening or are texting someone? Come on. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, so what's the question? What did I just say? No, you was just saying something about the past life, and he killed himself. No, the you missed. And- you missed Sherelle. Sherelle, you completely. I don't know. You're not. You're not focusing. You're not focusing. In the beginning of the call, I asked you. You satisfied in your relationship? You said yes. Then after yeah. this reading, 
Neil went on to say, because of the intensity of the sexual relationship you had, the passion with this man, is uh-huh. it possible that that is, that is greater than the intensity and passion you feel with your current partner? So the question is, are mm-hmm. you totally satisfied sexually with your current um, current boyfriend, I guess he is? Yes, at times, yes. Okay, so <laughs> at times, yes. So there's not, that's not, I mean, you're saying essentially that it's not, it doesn't measure up totally to the relationship that you had with this other one on a sexual level. We're just talking about yes. the sexual aspect of it. So the sexual yes. relationship with your current partner doesn't totally measure up to the passion and excitement you had with this man you're dreaming about. Yes. Exactly. So that's so let's go back to the beginning of the reading when I said, Are you totally satisfied in your relationship? And you said yes. That really wasn't accurate. So I mean, essentially, you know, if you say yes and you're so not because I'm not I'm not fully um I guess you say sexually happy, that don't mean I'm not happy and I'm no, not satisfied. But, not, but but you're not totally satisfied and that's what I asked in the beginning and you said yes and so that misleads I mean that sends when you're doing a reading and you're telling the psychic yes I am totally satisfied that it makes it more of a challenge to give an accurate reading because you're misleading the person and then you know we come back around to looking at the birth date numbers and the fact that you're both born in the 11th month that equates to the to the second chakra. So the in, the reason that there was so much passion is because of the past life contents and what what you know what's going on in the birth date numbers, etc. Yeah. You, you had this sexual connection with them, and indeed you have less of a connection in that regard with the person you're currently with, and that's yeah. why you're dreaming about the guy. Oh. It's yeah, amazing. You know, this yeah. could have been, you know, a five-minute you know, reading. Who, who is, where do you have the best sex, with the other guy or this guy? What, what do you do? Who, what's the biggest sexual activity of between the two? Who wins? I mean, I, I didn't know competition, but during the time, it was him. And then during the, during the time now, it was him, you know. It ain't. I didn't know who's the best. It wasn't ain't no competition, but I mean, I guess when I was messing with the other guy, he no. kept me satisfied. Terrell, you're asking why you're having dreams with this guy. Yeah, but it led to a different conversation, <laughs> to a no, sexual. Well, what, tell us the dream you're having about him. What, what, tell us the content of the dream. It doesn't mean you have to have sexual um, dreams about him. To, to, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it led to a whole different conversation. I don't know how, but um, it, I don't know. He just pops up to let me know he's okay. Um, I saw him in something with red on. He just came around and let me know he was okay or red. speaking. Okay. Was it nothing? Let me make this clear. Red. We didn't lead the conversation into anything, Sherelle. You told us that the relationship with ahead. him was mostly sexual. It was. You, you, you said that first. So that led us on a train of thought, okay? So yeah, because of the, I wanted to give you all the background on what kind of relationship we did have. You know, but we have to That's analyze the, 
yeah, but we have to analyze the content of what you're telling us, and that's why you're calling the show. And we were we're going to interpret it the way we're interpreting it. It, it yeah. So you, that's why I was like, I'm having a specific dream about a person in our our past relationship. It was a sexual relationship, and that was it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so from there, what we're saying is you're dreaming about him, and he's saying he's fine. Because there's some also some reason about maybe you missed something about the relationship you had with them. Yeah. There's something that you miss about it. And so you, when you miss something in the relationship, it sends a vibration to him that maybe you're sad. And, uh-huh. and you know, where are you? You know, how you do through the astral realm, a message, I'm okay, I'm fine. So actually, yes. you probably called him out because there's something about him that you're missing or thinking about. And the thoughts you have about him have been mostly sexual. So that's why the conversation went into our discussion after you prompted it by saying, well, he didn't talk much, but we had, we, we had you know, sex. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? I now? mean, yes, I, no, I'm not necessarily saying we didn't talk, but he just... You know, people don't like to get so deep into their private lives, I, I should say. A lot of people well, don't like getting, getting off into that kind of thing. Too many big, deeper. Of course you talked. We're not saying you didn't talk. What we're saying is yeah. that the talk accompanied the encounter. You had sex and you would talk. But it didn't get into any deep conversation or about commitment or commitment. You know, we were asked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, we're asking you questions. What went on in his life? Can you give us any details about his life or any conflicts he had with people? And you said, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. He was basically, it was basically a sexual relationship. That's how you answered. Yeah. Question. I mean, cause during the time he had a girlfriend and he, um, he, you know, he was involved with someone at the time. So it was just friends with benefits. So, you know, he was cheating. You know, yeah, I guess so. I guess when they was on bad yeah, terms. Exactly. Well, if you're having sex yeah. with someone and, and that person assumes it's not an open relationship and, and, and that person cheats on, on the other person, that's deception. That's not right. I mean, mm-hmm. you do it, but it's not right. So you might... And, and you might have thought, well, okay, you know, we're friends with benefits. That's cool. That's okay. But from woman to woman, Sherelle, somewhere from a woman's point of view to a woman's point of view, you must have felt bad you were cheating on a woman. Somewhere. Even, mm-hmm. even you know, because, you, let's face it, Maybe would not. you want your man to cheat on you? No. Yeah. So, so th- there was something that he withheld from you, and you might have felt uncomfortable with it, but you didn't make an issue of it. But somewhere inside of your soul, you probably felt uncomfortable and a little bit guilty and a little bit uncomfortable. Like what is? I did because about? at the beginning, at the I did at the beginning. I told him. Um, I said, I want to, you know, mess around because you have a girlfriend. That wouldn't be right. But months, months later, I end up falling into the trap. So that's how yeah, it all you came probably, about. You probably also then, as you fell into the trap, 
started to want more from him. That did. You, you wanted a relationship. At the time, yeah. And, I did because my feelings got involved. And I can tell you that the passion in the relationship is also a part of the fact that you were doing something that was, uh, you know, illicit. Yeah. That that fuels that kind of passion. So, you know, that kind of intensity and you know, fire is not men like this, always going to happen. In- they may be smooth operators, you know, like the song. He he may be a smooth operator, but he's kind of a smooth operator. Yeah. He's smooth kind of a creep. operator. That that was uh, Sherelle was a smooth operator, <laughs> uh, number ten on the hit list. Um, you know, he, because he's kind of a creep, because he knows how to work women, and, mm-hmm. and that was like the movie Alfie. He was a worker, and you know, he 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 enjoys having sex with other women and creating confusion with each woman he meets. With you, it was cool because maybe it turned him on that you knew. With the other one, he kept a secret because maybe she wouldn't have, he, it would have compromised the sex. With you, it was okay. But this mm-hmm. guy, it's women. And that's, you know, from a higher standard of, of conduct, that's not right. You don't do that. On a lower yeah. conduct, it's done. But, you know, you you have to come to a point where maybe you in your dream were saying, you know, are you okay? You know, what we had, there might have been so much going on in your mind, Sherelle, that the dream was trying to accomplish some closure, something that was never said. Who are you really as a man? What are you doing now? What did we have? You know, there was so much going on that we don't mean to imply it was just sex. Because what we were saying is maybe with the fellow you're with now, there's something missing. But that's only scratching the surface. I think mm-hmm. in a deeper way, you're, you having a dream with this man was a way to re-examine, was a way to try to re-examine really what was going on. Because when you do die, Sherelle, every hair will be counted. You will have to account for every act you did. And you could be trying to clarify. Every sexual <laughs> Every sexual <laughs> You will be accounted for. Your favorite number should be 69. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's your lucky number. But, uh, you know, but that's what you got to do, Sherelle. And indeed, okay. she has three, three and three is six, and then she has a nine yeah, in her yeah. year. So there we have it, 69. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to move on to our next caller, but hopefully we have. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the reading, and y'all have a great day and a good weekend. Goodbye for now. So I can okay. talk to y'all next time or book a private reading. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, talk soon. Bye. Okay. Five one zero. Hi. Hello. We cannot hear you. Hi. This is Tamika. I'm calling back on Friday. Hi. I did. Hi. This is Tamika from California. Yeah. Hi, Tamika. Six. Okay. I'm calling back. Seventy-five. Yeah, right? Seventy-five. Right. Um, okay. I'm calling. I, I, I'm, st- I'm still having trouble trying to get my disability payment. 
Now they're saying they need to verify who I am because uh, they, they got it on suspension. They have it on suspension because what, it identif- identity verification? Yeah. Well, so verify your identity. What's the problem? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to see, am I still, am I going to hang on to my apartment or or what? Because this is still like you been pushed up. Have you been threatened? I mean, you're not, the, the disability and the apartment are separate, right? You're getting the apartment right. through affordable housing, which is not a voucher, right? It's different than getting right. a voucher. Okay. Yeah, it's different. So it's different. Then there's the disability, which is separate. So, I mean, disability is not trying to push you out of your apartment. The problem is you're yeah. behind the rent. And so, right idea that you're behind in rent that could push you out of your apartment yes have you been threatened yeah. with eviction i mean well I mean, you don't know your rent. it's very yeah. clear it's very yeah, clear that, that would happen rent, yeah. there's going to be a risk of being evicted i mean this is not psychic right it's just common sense right so right have you had a discussion with i, I would personally if I, I i would personally have a discussion with whoever takes payments, the apartment manager, is it an apartment manager? Yes, yes. And that's what it is. Yes. Tell them your situation. Were you working at the time of this uh, accident that happened where you were hit by the bat? No, no, I was I was on a disability for my ankle at the time. You're on a disability for your ankle. What happened to that disability? Right. Uh, that clear thing, you know, I, I used that up because they only covered me for so long. So I see. What did you and, then, and then I ended up, getting, yeah, and then I ended up getting my arm broken right after that. So I'm so, trying to claim so disability that for broken. that. We were talking about that. So what, like, what type of break was it exactly? You were hit by a bat. Was it a fracture or was it like a tree? It was a break? break. It was a real break. Like a compound fracture? Like they had to put nails, screws, in, nails in my arm. That kind of break. They had to put it together oh. with nails. It was, it, was a very, it was a complete break. Yeah. I shattered. Um, like, yeah, the bone so was severed. Yeah. It, but, but the bone didn't go through the skin, did it? No. Yeah, you, so it was a it was a clean break. It wasn't a compounded fracture. So right, you so you're trying to get disability. Right. Let's see. They verify. They need to verify identity. So did you send in your documentation for? Yeah, yet? I'm getting ready to do that now because I just got the letter. So, so have, it's like. So you haven't sent the identity verification. What methods are they yeah. allowing you to send it? Are they allowing you to fax uh, it? Or is there a They're allowing me to mail it. They want me to mail it back. Copies of my information. Which is going, right, which is going to take even longer. I'm like, come on. Can you talk to disability office or, and say, is there a faster way to get this moving? Yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of them now so I can fax, that way I can be able to fax it over. Yeah, that would be better, I think. Yeah. Do you have, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Do you have a representative at the disability department that, I mean, like a caseworker? Uh, no, just, you, you just have, you get a claim number and then you just call in. Ugh, what a mess. Okay, so, you right. know, here's what we're going to do, uh, Tamika. 
there are two ways to approach this from a psychic standpoint. Uh-huh. One okay. is to make a prediction when you're going to get it, which we can't do. The other is right. to work with energy to clear the path so it will happen sooner. That, okay. that, we, can, well, that we can attempt to do. Yeah. The reason is we, I, don't, I don't see a date specifically when you'll get it, so I can't say and Can when I you'll interject get it. something real quick before you... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I didn't want to interject okay. a call. That was a filler. It, that was yeah, a filler. <laughs> it was a filler. It was a filler. It was a wheeze. Um, okay, so the thing is, what I found out about disability, talking to somebody else, is that they they move very slow and they don't care about you. Right. How, yeah. They don't. And yeah. what happens is you have to have a hearing, right? They don't, no, do, I do don't. They, they just want me. They just want me to verify my, my that right. I'm who so, I am. But but do they require a hearing? I know for another person uh, we're working with, they required a hearing. So for your ankle, they didn't. They just gave it to you. Yeah, because that was through the job I was at. I got injured that at was the, job, the job, so that was automatic. Not through the job. See what what this yeah. other person is experiencing is now she's having to go through a hearing, and she has to wait for like three months for a hearing to even happen to get disability. So she's not right been approved. Okay. So yeah, but this is a different, see, she went through a work for a disability. So it's an easier process. This is not a disability case that's going through work. And well, this is social security right. disability. We're talking about federal programs. Who told you that they had to get the proper information to verify who you are? Who the, disabi- you? the disability office. They sent me a letter to, I just got the letter today and they're saying we need to verify who you are. Okay. Well, can you mail it in and do uh, overnight? Uh, I could. Yeah. You you need to, you need to, do you need to mail it in and do overnight or have it certified? Because that will speed up the process. If you just talk to somebody, you may get lost. Okay. So you got you mail it overnight and have it certified. Okay. Because that means they will pay particular attention. Now, if you do that, we're going to um, energetically try to assist the process through energy. But I want to okay. ask you something really quick, Tamika. Throughout mm-hmm. your entire lifetime, from the time you were born. Did your family ever have a dog that had puppies? Yeah, they, we did. Okay. That's going to serve as our validation to try to get this to speed up. Why it's that? Listen, I don't know. Spirits tell me to ask things, and I do. Sometimes I know okay. why, sometimes I don't. There's no point in okay. trying to figure out why. The only thing is that it's important that you validate it. Okay, maybe okay. it has something to do with the, you know, the puppies were delivered, the letter will be delivered. Yeah. We'll put out energy that uh, you do this overnight, do it today, uh-huh. have it certified, do what they ask, don't bargain with them. And, okay. And give them so question okay. just asked before we close, do any Robins in your past, any Robins? 
Robin's like been been being robbed before? Yeah, I have been robbed before. No, 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 no. Except the validation. I should say, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, uh, <laughs> No, a name. I'm looking for a name, Robin. <laughs> Not that I'm familiar with, no. Rob, Robert, I mean, Robert. Robert, my uncle Robert. I have an uncle Robert on the other side. Yeah, I do. Okay, so there's an uncle Robert. Robert is actually what came through first for me, and then I kind of went, Robin, Robert. So you do have an uncle on the other side named Robert. Just give us a little right. quick capsule of what he um, uh, meant to you or what your relationship was like. Yeah, we were close. We all we all lived in the same house. I knew when I knew. Well, the funny thing is, I knew when he was passing because it was like I saw this dark shadow come in the house, and I felt it. I felt he was taking him away, and I was like, No, 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 it's not time. It's not time. And he was like, You can't avoid. He all he said to me was, You cannot avoid this day. But the but you you also said something that's important is that you lived in the same house with him. You lived with him. Yeah, when when he passed, yeah, before he passed, we were all living in the same house. So you lived in the same house with him, and this topic is about you keeping your current house. So that's yes. why he's coming in. So maybe he's trying yeah. to provide some assistance on whatever he level he can from the other side. So oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's a good. Was I mean, he you know, disabled? His power. Was he disabled? What was the cause of his death? No, it was due to old age. Him being old. Oh, okay. He just started well, deteriorating. Just, yeah. Okay, that's being disabled. So yeah, because one day, I, we, one day he woke up. He was just sitting in the chair, and then he just became silent. And then he just started. We just start, started noticing he getting weaker and weaker. That sounds like he's he's leaving. I had picked up that instant, like he's getting ready to leave. He's tired. Well, he's done. It's just. We got to go, Tamika. But the fact that you saw a dark shadow, the messenger of death, or the collector yeah. of souls. We're going to count that for another validation that, in this case, the messenger is uh, the forceful uh, delivery of disability payments to you. And so do the letter thing, okay? Okay. All right. See if you can fax it. I mean, that would be the only That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to do that. Fax it. You know, okay. and you may want to you may, you may ask after I, I, my identity is verified, what's the next step? If you do connect with a person, yeah, you could get. Yeah, lost I am going to ask that. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Oh, and then I do have an energy. I do have an interview interview for a job, like you guys said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Maybe you know you can bring some income in. But you know, the other thing I think I mentioned to have a conversation with your apartment manager, or I don't know, maybe you should avoid the apartment manager. Since, uh, yeah, they're not saying anything. Maybe it's best to avoid. Well, keep us posted. Okay, I will. All right. Thank you, you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, we're off. We're done for the day. Um, I think we're on what next week? What are we doing? Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. So TBA. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Happy Bestial Day. Happy Bastille Day.